Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 335. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to give you the full 10. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Did you did you see that, that when I took all the time to adjust the camera, then and I the- turned it on and it bumped it crooked? Yep. That's that's how we do things yeah. here in the nation. So in answer to your question of what is going down, a whole bunch is going down. We're going to talk about not a deck today, but the top 10 commanders of all time, air quotes. You'd see the air quotes if you're watching on YouTube. We also got some people to thank, some stories to tell, a contest to talk about, something to give away before we get to any of that. Any of that. We have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Ooh, yeah, very much so. All of our, not all of our giveaway needs, but they did provide us with our current giveaway, the textless, no, the full text land secret layer. Non-foil. Non-foil, but still cool if you like the trolley mismatched lands. You can do. Uh, you can get entered by leaving a comment on our videos, becoming a new subscriber. Huh? And uh, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is click the little button it right supports there. supports the show, makes us know that we're appreciated. Very makes much us appreciate so. you. Yeah. Everybody wins. Yep. All the social media is either on the screen or in the notes, wherever you find the show, and you can find the posts on on how to win. And it's usually like a comment, a tag, you retweet or share the giveaway post, and that gets you entered in. All the names they go into some big hat that's really an Excel spreadsheet, and then I just get a random number generator. Boom! Roberts Brando's uncle, and we've got a winner. That's right. Yeah. All those things are true. Yeah. And or, yes. If you wanted to pick up any of those singles from the secret layers, because Fusion has those too, mm-hmm. you use CCO Spring promo code Boom Get Discount. Five percent off the shit you're gonna buy anyway. Yeah, and people are like, oh, five percent is not that much. But it actually is when you uh, when you add it all up. I probably saved like seven trillion dollars over the last yeah. couple of years we've been with Fusion. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Sure. Five percent isn't that much. Let's say you didn't get the five percent, and instead I punched you in the face. I would take a 5% discount instead of being punched in the face. Let me hit you with an additional scenario. Sure. You could get the 5% off or not. Oh, definitely. Right? Get. Right? Or, last scenario, you could save 5%. Yep. And support one of your favorite online content creating personalities or... That's us. That would be us. That's us. Yes, yes, yes. Or not. I would choose 5% off... And supporting Commander Cookout Podcast and YouTube Entertainment. See? That sounds like a good idea. Right? Like that's, it's, the, I don't know if that's a hierarchy of needs or whatever, but I mean, 5% is 5%, especially if you're going to buy the stuff anyway. You might as well pay less for it. Yeah, that's a good idea. And if you're in America, you pay in America dollars, everything costs a buck. Yeah, all their prices are in Canada dollars, which is like nothing. Yeah. It's literally nothing. It's you a could walk. You could walk past a $100 bill. On, on the street, if it's a Canadian $100 bill and you're in the land of the free, you're like, what is this toilet paper doing? What is this funny colored toilet paper doing on the... <laughs> did somebody wipe their butt with that already and well, just our, leave it on the ground? Our $100 bills are brown. They are brown. <laughs> they are brown. Like, but it's like an unhealthy poop kind of brown. So Oh, yeah. Very light colored. Yeah, yeah like, It's probably um, on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, anyway. like, a, like a slice of roast turkey almost or something, hey? It's kind of like, um, or that, that 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 lighter colored, light brown turkey gravy color. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. Tis the season to talk about the turkey and the gravy and yeah, stuff. Because we just had Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving's coming up. Yeah. Christmas oh, is friends just over the hill. That's what you call it. Yeah, we call it that too. I have yeah. Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving. It's oh, a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a thing. It means something different in Canada, so we talk about it, and 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 not as many people get offended. Yeah. Um. So. But if it's Friendsgiving, it's Friendsgiving. Speaking of friends. Ooh. Yeah, we've got a little giveaway to a friend on YouTube that left a comment. We forgot to do it last week, and we only did one pre-show over the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got um, our our giveaway for the booster pack game from the Geyerson Starn and rocket launcher questions yeah. from from the pre-show. They, I was so happy so many people got rocket launcher. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pre-show, if you're new, you watch the pre-show. It's a little warm-up show. We do a giveaway. We do a little booster pack guessing game. It's lots of fun. We talk shit. And lots of people, 
when one guy figures it out, when one person figures it out, everybody just piles on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the answer. Yeah. I totally knew so that. So it's, it's easy to win, and if you play, you will win. That's true. It, you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can watch it. I'll put a little link up here. Some, some, I'm on a different side today, so I don't know where to push yeah. or where to point. I think it'll, whatever. It'll okay. be around. Winner. Guyerson Star and Rocket Launcher had two entries because he got both things right. I nice. Checked. Roberto 7. Roberto 7? Yeah, that but, is... but it's Bear. Like B-E-A-R Toe 7. Rob Bear Toe 7. Rob Bear That means toe there seven. are at least six other Rob Bear Toes. That's Perhaps. amazing. Maybe he's 7. Maybe he's born in the year 7. Some people use the year that they're born. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's Roberto Christ. Yeah, what was Jesus born like in, in real life? I wonder. Born in seven. Was Jesus around in seven? Or did he die in zero? I don't know. He died in, he was resurrected in zero, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't uh, know how all that I stuff I don't know. Works. Was he around? Like, where did he go after? Well, I assume he just, like, did some stuff. He'd be a rock star. He'd be a celebrity, man. Yeah, like he maybe came back he'd from the be dead. in Vegas, like CCO. Oh, shit. You're, hey. You know you're probably right. He was probably doing the... The GCO experience, where the G stands for Jesus. The Jesus Christ out. <laughs> the Jesus cookout experience. I think the Jesus Christ out sounds yeah, better. Yeah, I think that probably does sound better, because we're going to be in Vegas. We'll We're're, talk about that in a minute. Yeah. we got to let Roberto know what he's got to do. you got to email oh. Commander Cookout. With your address, and if you're not Roberto7, don't email because it's the honor system, and you don't want to ruin it for everybody. That's right. Let us know your address. Let us know if you want a booster pack, a CCO sticker pack, or a CCO token pack, and we'll send it to you in the mail. Everybody loves getting mail. Yeah. And I That's us- the truth. Yeah. I usually do those at the end of the month, so I can do the giveaway winners, the booster pack game winners, and the new Patreon supporters all like in one trip. So, like, so I can do it all at once. He lives far away from the post office. Yeah. So if if you're a new patron and you haven't received your your sign up gifts yet, they are coming. I just did a bunch of them, and I did the Commander Collection Black, and I did uh, Booster Pack game stuff. It's all done, and it's en route to you. But remember, we are in the Great White North. Postal service is a little bit slower. It's got to go through customs. Then UPS has got to get it, and they got to like make sure that there's no bad stuff in it and then it comes to you and the only bad stuff in it is if you get a booster pack and it's got bad bad cards probably does probably does sorry yeah sorry. some of them came from brando's collection yeah <laughs> i got close i got close to them and they know the cards just materialized into other cards <laughs> all the rares just fall out of the packs yeah that's it but i guess that's why everybody wants token packs instead of booster packs. probably hey they they're just yeah. replaced like a saltine cracker <laughs> like not even a bad card. Do they a, call them saltines in the in the land of the free? I don't know. I don't even know if we call them saltines here. I just wanted to say that word. I was talking to the boy about food and drink and culture and music and language and like culture stuff, teaching him about that because we've got a, a vacation planned this winter, and uh, and uh, I was I was teaching him about different foods and stuff. And that reminded me of that uh, bad story. Great, fucking awesome story, Ryan. It's like you're <laughs> it's like you're talking online. Um, <laughs> Anyways, we've got a topic. We've got a topic today that um, is a In, little, a little bit different than what we normally do, and it was inspired by Brando wanting to expand on a recent top five and five that we did. You can find it up here or link in the comments below, wherever you watch the show or whatever. You should watch our top fives; they're freaking good. Yeah, they're good. And uh, editor Tyler does a lot of work and has has really learned how to make them look like real YouTube videos, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty freaking cool that somebody wants to help us and do a good good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did top five commanders of all time over the last two years and what to play instead. And Brando wanted to expand on that because we we don't we don't r- really see a trend in the top commanders, and that's yeah. both a good thing and a bad thing, yeah. I think. I think that there's there's two. Okay. There's two trends. Like like there's- arcing trends over all Ten of them? We're going to do nope. the top ten. Oh, overall time of Commander oh. in the top ten, because there's somebody that's just always been there forever, and everybody knows oh. who that is, and we're yeah. going to talk about yeah, that in a yeah, second. Yeah. And there's one that I think will always probably be there mm. for reasons that we will talk about later on. But other than that, when I looked at this, I was surprised. I was actually surprised oh, yeah. at who exists in 
the top 10. I really am. You know what? I was legitimately surprised and said things like, huh, no way. And really? Already? When I yeah. looked at the top 15 more than the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. I went down pretty pretty deep too because I was looking for like, where's ones that I played, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you always look for your own guys in the yeah. top 100, yeah. right? Now, we don't want to sound too much like EDH Retcast. And we're reading right off of EDH Rec, so it's going to be hard. And no shade at them because they do a great cast, and we've been on it. Episode 99 was the last time. Check it out. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about maybe our experiences with these commanders yeah, and what makes a commander good, I guess. I've act- we, In our local group, I can say currently within the last... Like our, this like our ca- EDH&M group or the group of like the, CCO Dude Bros? EDH&M. Okay. I have played against nine of the top ten oh. in the calendar year 2020. 2020? 2022, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, forgot, what, I forgot what year it was. Okay, but, well, let's read the top ten. People are screaming at their screens right now. It's like, what the fuck, you guys? Okay, read well, the top ten from whatever to whatever. I don't so care what order. We're going to go from ten to one. Okay. Because everybody knows what one is, so it'll be a surprise sure. when I get there. Omnath Locus of Creation is ten. Number nine is Corvald Fae Cursed King. Yep. Eight is Will Help the Rot Cleaver. That was the first one where I said, what? Really? All right. What? Prosper Tomebound, yep. another one that just skyrocketed up there. Edgar Markov, yep. Kenrith Returned King, The Ur Dragon, Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow, mm-hmm. Lathril Blade of the Elves, and then let's all take a second. Who's number one? Huh. And then we can all say it together. It's Atraxa. 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 Yeah. We don't even need to say her whole name <laughs> because Everybody knows Atraxa. And there is only one Atraxa where a couple of these other ones have multiple iterations, like Edgar's got two, there's an Ur-Dragon, and Scion of the Ur-Dragon, etc. Yes. So, right off the bat, I want to say I identified a couple trends. And remember, we're, we're asking the questions, what makes people want to play these? Mm-hmm. What, and and... I don't think it's a surprise that a lot of these decks are considered to be, or commanders, are considered to be the commanders of powerful decks when you think of what their deck is, in air quotes. And a lot of them have a good range, mm-hmm. right? Where you could build it this way and make it be maybe very powerful, or you can build it another way. But the couple trends I see are multicolor. There, no, there's no... the. First monocolor available on the list of top 100. Oh, I like this. Get this. Cranko Mob Boss. Oh, Crank my dang. Uh, my boy Crank. He's number 14. And he falls into the trend that I see in Tribal. So let's go back up to the top 10. I see Lathril. That's Elf Ball. Yep. Elf Ball traditionally being mono green. And when you look at Lathril decks, probably 85% green. But she also gives you access to black, which is tutors, reanimation, Kill spells, maybe card draw. And I mean card draw that's lower to the ground in like the two and three drop slot instead of the five and six drop slot. Yeah. Eureka's got ninjas. Ur-Dragon has dragons. Edgar's got vampires. Will Health's got vampires. and Zom- Zombies. Or sorry, zombie. zombies. And the rest of them, you could make a case for some tribe, maybe Omnath and Elementals. But we're not going to. But but I don't think that Omnath, Locus of Creation decks are Elemental Tribal decks. Most of them are going to be lands decks. Yes. And I think that that's the only land commander, land mander in the top 10, right? Yep. So we see multicolor stuff. That's kind of a given because everybody knows that yeah. when you add more colors, most likely you're going to add a diversity of strategy and you're going to add power because you're getting access to things that your monocolor might not have access to unless you're playing mono green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you made that cap because I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell oh, yeah. him, but wait, yeah. there's green. <laughs> yeah. Or or you're playing tribal, which I think is at one of the foundations of EDH of old is tribal because you used elder dragons and you could play dragon tribal. I really, really like that tribal decks have stuck around the way that they have. They still hang in there. You're still going to run into them all All the the time. time. And I would be willing to bet that everybody has one. Anybody who has like three-ish decks, they have one. Whether they want to admit it or not, everybody has a tribal deck. And that's cool. Here's a question. 
I wonder what percentage of new to Commander or new Magic the Gathering players, I wonder what percentage of that group, what percentage of them builds their first deck as a tribal deck? I'll bet you it's very high. I let bet us, you it's high. Let us know in the comments. What w do you think? Was your first deck a tribal deck? Do you have one still? Like, I'll I'll bet Who you. Who are they? Link us a deck list in the comments on, on YouTube or on Twitter or on Facebook because we post the show on all three of those platforms and share your creation, especially if it's a unique one. Like, yeah. if you're playing Lathril, not Elf Ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Edgar, not One Drop Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know the list. Edgar Six Drop Vampires. <laughs> yes. Edgar Zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know because th those are the kinds of things that CCO of old was kind of built on was yeah. weird shit. Like just the other day we did a Demir Burn deck. Sick. Right? Like, And it was very popular. Yeah, People it was, loved it. It was very good. So if you got stuff like that, you let us know in the Discord or on any of the socials. All the links are, are below. Yeah. So what do you what do you say? Let's let's check these notes here. Uh, you, you said that you've played nine or ten of these in the last year. Yep, and uh, that's no surprise because I think that our meta, both the CCO Dude Bros, the people that you frequently play with online, yep. and the people at EDH and M, that's mm -hmm. EDH Night Magic. I think all of those groups are very. And not to slight them, but very typical, <laughs> very average groups. Well, they're very the... normal seven out of ten groups. <laughs> Which is why we play with them. Yes. But I think that a lot of that does come down to like these none of them are boring. You know what I mean? Like there are there are commanders that are boring. Virtually I think so, yeah. every is it commander, in my estimation, is boring because it's some variation of play a spell, copy a spell, draw a card. Mm. Boros is always typically some kind of variation of play dudes that are small and attack with them. Do some attacky right. thing. Not that that's boring if that's your jam. Hell that's, yeah. You I, know what? I would call that an overarching trend. There yeah. are some things that buck the trend, right? Like if you imagine the bell curve, yep. a lot of Boros commanders are underneath the bell curve line. Yes. Right? And the bell curve line represents do something with combat. Yes. Some of them buck the trend. Oh yeah. And those are the ones that are both interesting, but... I'm not sure that these top tenors, I'm not sure that a lot of them, they are the trend. They're the trend yeah, line. They're they don't the, buck it. They are it. They're the baseline in right? a lot of cases. And, and does that make them, obviously that makes them powerful. Does that make them kind of like a slog to run into? Like I'm probably going to, in Vegas, I'm probably going to play against Edgar several times mm -hmm. because he's popular. And every time I sit down, I'm going to ask, is this like the one drop? Hyper Edgar, hyper aggro Edgar deck where I'm going to be dead on turn three, or is this like a little bit calm down, more casual Edgar with vampires that I don't normally see? I'm yeah. going to ask that question. Are you playing skeletal vampire? Exactly, that's a six drop. Yep. And and that's not that's not because I'm slighted against Edgar players or don't want to play against them. It's so I get my own good experience. I know how fast of a deck to play. Yeah. So, like, I, I have a hard time with with kind of saying that these are good or bad or I like playing against them or I don't because every freaking Eureka deck I've ever played is going to play that, like, nine drop, take an extra turn spell with Delve. Yeah. Right? And Time that, stretch. And time stretch. Yeah, those kinds of spells I don't really like playing against because it leads to one player taking all the turns. Yeah. But it's not that, it's not that I mind those cards really it's just that they're always in your eco decks and that's the only place i see them yeah i think so that, I, I have a hard time for me i think that Yuriko is actually the only one on here that i kind of go like i don't groan and leave but like uh. oh because like you say they are kind of all the same because there's only so many spells that you actually want to play that cost 10 mm -hmm. and Yuriko plays them all, and it just makes the game go super fast. It's just kind of like deck stacking and swing and I die and whatever. I think, but I think mine is Lathro because every one I've ever ran into, and this is a stereotype I know, and I, I do my best to not stereotype, but Lathro is Elf Ball, yep. and that's the only way I've ever seen it built. Me too. And even my Lathro deck, when I switched it from Hogak to Lathro, was Elf Ball. It was Elf Ball, <laughs> yeah. He played a bunch of elves in a row, and then it won with Crater Hoof. Or Triumph of the Hordes. Or yeah. Overwhelming Stampede. 
Or yep. all of those. Yeah, or all of them <laughs> yeah. on the same turn because yeah. they're playing Elf Ball. And um, I don't know if there's any other way to slice it. Like, I don't think I can say it's Elf Ball, but it's not that Elf Ball. It doesn't have Triumph and Crater Hoof and Overwhelming Stampede. Well, does it have Overrun and Beastmaster Ascension then and, and Pathbreaker Ibex? And Kamal Fist of Corosa. Yeah, and, and they're like, yeah. Oh, so it's still that deck. Yeah, it's still doing <laughs> it's still the still same thing. Deck. And again, that's Fine, and you can tune that to play at whatever power level, s- scale, whatever you want. But that's the only way that that deck gets built, in my experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's like Edgar, like playing Edgar without vampires in it. You're, why are you doing that? Yeah, we're not, we're not really. Yeah, Lathril with no elves in it. Why are you even doing that? Aside, yeah. aside to be cute, like. I'm Do gonna... you think it's because elves and vampires are like the most popular tribes? Yes. It, yes, that's why Krenko is so high as well, because people love goblins. People love elves, people like vampires, people like goblins. Yeah. Is okay then, is Lathril the best elf commander? I think she's she's accessible in price. Yep. She is accessible in that you have two colors, which makes it easier to actually physically get cards for your deck. To fill it up with enough elves. To fill not it up that, with enough not stuff. Not that mono green doesn't have enough elves, but it, you but get I mean, access to black, so yeah, she's better than mono green elf commander of choice. Yeah, like maybe you, I mean, maybe Lathril is a big spend, and maybe like Beast Within is five bucks, and you don't want to buy a Beast Within, but it's a dollar to get a Vendetta. A fucking Doomblade's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's zero dollars to get a Terror. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. And I think that, that vampires are also incredibly popular. Yeah. And, I mean, with vampires... So, I mean, so flipping to Edgar. Yeah, flipping to Edgar. I think that Edgar is, like... Is he the only real vampire commander? If you want to play <sighs> all the vampires and you want to play the vampire deck, which people do... Yep. That's why he's there. Well, you get access to white over top uh, Olivia variants. So there's two or three Olivias. Yep. The other Edgar, I think, is all three colors. But he sucks. But he sucks. Yeah. yeah like- now, case to play other sucky Edgar or Olivia and be limited to just Rakdos vampires, Edgar Markov proper, $85. That's like 110 Canadian. Like, he's big money. Yeah. You, not everybody just has that. And only printed as... Uh, a pre-con in 2017, and I think a judge promo. And yeah, trust me, judge promos aren't often cheaper than the original printings. <laughs> one? What's the one? I found one. And I was like, oh, I'll buy the judge promo because it Some costs less. What the hell? Oh, foil gamble. Foil gamble. I got a foil yeah. judge. Uh, I got a foil judge stroke of genius. Hey, Ooh, that's a nice one, hey? Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Pretty cool. good. Pretty good. Yeah, not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> not cheap. So should we jump over and talk about the individual? Let's talk about these 10 cards. We okay. will give the CCO reason why we think these 10 cards show up on this list. Sure. Huh? Yeah. So should we start at the bottom or at the top? I don't think it matters because we read them all already. Well, but but we just talked about Lathril and Edgar and stuff. Let's start at the bottom because we'll talk about, I guess, uh, Omnath again. Omnath, Locus of Rage. We'll give him a read. He's a 4-4 elemental for everything but black. Yep. When he enters the battlefield, draw a card. Sure. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time it happened, for the second land, you get his colors, everything but black. For the third time, it deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. Ooh. So it's the it's a landfall deck with four colors in it. Yep. And uh, a landfall deck with four colors in it where you can blink him in blue and white and then landfall again to continue to deal four damage to people. Yep. Yeah, this is this represents the land deck in the top 10. The land deck being a very popular archetype strategy, mm-hmm. whatever. Is this the best lands deck commander when you want to do the very typical land deck thing? I'm going to say it is not. You like Omnath 2, the two color one. Yes. But and I'm not. I don't think Omnath too is there. Oh. I don't think he's the best one either. I mean, he is obviously when I'm playing him, he is. But <laughs> in, I think that uh, number eleven on the list, Muldrotha, I think might be better. You like Muldrotha lands better. I it think, doesn't even say landfall on the card. I know, but I I just think that it's better, and I think that it, I mean it gives you access to three colors. Yep. One of them isn't red, which is an immediate thing. But I think that and, it just and we talked about the access to color thing affecting popularity. 
It, yes. Moldrotha on the card gives you access to playing lands from your graveyard and yep. it just gives you more access to the things you have to do without having to invest deck space in cards or financial resources in acquiring these cards. And that's why I think that Omnath Locus of Creation is so high because Blink stuff isn't super expensive and you can, having four lands, four colors, yep. you, have access, you don't have to go out and buy like nine fetches and one shock and all this other really specific stuff for two or three colors, because when you have access to four, you can kind of use whatever you have lying around for your fledgling landfall deck. And I, I think suppose. that that's, like, it's the most budget option. You're, you're going to get people saying, wait a second, Brando, four color mana bases are not easier than two color mana bases. They're, and they're not. They're not. It's just you can make them on the cheaper if you want. I suppose. If you want the best lands in two colors, I'm not saying it's more expensive, but like your options are significantly limited over playing four. What is in my in my opinion. Th- this 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 is what I got on Omnath. This is what I was thinking about with him. What is the nice way to say Omnath spoon feeds you? What's what's the nice thing to say there? That's it. Spoon feed, but but that has a negative connotation, and I don't want that. I don't want to say that Omnath spoon feeds the land players. We've all heard the expression, reading the card explains the card. Yes. Reading reading Omnath explains Omnath. He gives you a one, two, three step process to building a very stout deck, and... All of, his, all of his yeah. things that he does are good, yep. and he says landfall on him. Yep. Do you think, again, I don't want to call it spoon feeding because I don't want anybody to have that negative connotation about any of these. I don't want anybody to think that they're bad if they play these. No, not at all. And I don't usually say stuff like that because I don't like listening to stuff like that, but spoon feed is the is the yes. term that comes to mind. We're going to use the with, word spoon feed because, I mean. With Omnath. He explains, and he's a Fucking cool picture. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, Omnath is so pretty cool. cool. I can't wait for five-color Omnath. Do you think that he deserves a spot in the top ten? And or what would you replace? Would you switch Omnath at ten and Maldratha at eleven? Yes. I That's, bet you I yeah. bet you if we took the top ten over the last three or four years, Maldratha would be in there and Omnath would not. Yes. Easy, easy because Muldrotha has been around longer. Yeah, but I, I also, I firmly agree. I firmly believe that that is a thing because I think that Muldrotha and Omnath are this air quotes the same deck, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you're yeah. you're trading um you're trading black for red and white. Yeah, and and then you're doing landfall stuff. Like let's. You're probably trading up there in a lot of in a lot of people's <laughs> eyes, right? You're probably trading and I'm a red player, and yeah, I can admit yeah, yeah. it. I know where things go. Yeah. Let's let's number move nine on. to Corvald the Fake Cursed King, a oh. four 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 dragon noble with flying for Jund and two. Whenever it comes into play or attacks, you sack a permi. Whenever you sack a permi, put a plus one plus one counter on him and draw a card. I'm going to make an admission in front of the entire internet right now. Yep. don't get it. I, I know that the decks are strong. I've played against the decks. I, I do not get it. I, I, what is it that you don't get? I've seen... Like why it's so good? I've or? seen him be good. I've, yeah. I've played against him where he's real good. Yeah. I've heard people talk about how good he is. He's good. I play him in a deck where he is good. Hey, that's a good start. But I still <laughs> don't... I, I, I don't get it. Because he's everywhere. And I don't get it. Whenever you sacrifice a permanent, put a plus one counter and draw a card. Yeah. He's, him and Tulane printed in the same type of product, yep. the um, the Brawl, Brawl <laughs> intro Throne of Eldraine decks. <laughs> you remember Brawl? No. <laughs> Let's say plus one counter and draw a card when you do something that the color combination already wants to do. Yeah. yeah Think yeah. of... A Marin deck. Think of how often our friend F.U. Alex been yep. on Sidewalk Slam a couple times. Yep. Champion of Sidewalk Slam 1, but you don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. How did he do on Sidewalk Slam four, 5? Uh, he did not win. Weird. Yeah. So think of how many times he sacrifices things in his Marin deck. Right. Now add red. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. And when you sacrifice your Spore Frog or something to your Viscera Seer, you also draw a card. It's pretty good. So is and it, also okay, okay, okay. When you do said thing, you're also making your flying beater bigger. Uh, yeah. So is Corvald, Fey Cursed King, 
this high in the list mm-hmm. because he is the, I'm going to use the air quotes again, mm-hmm. the best Jund commander. And Jund is cool. People like to play Jund. I'm one of them. Yep. Is Korvald here because he is the best Jund thing? If you want to just Jund? build a Jund deck, well, you just want to Jund harder than the next guy? Is that? The answer is, the answer to that question is a tricky one because we would have to determine what best means. And that could be an entire arc of shows. Oh, yeah. That isn't a topic that we're aiming to tackle here. The, let me, let me. Drill down the question a little okay, bit. Yeah. If you look at the color identity junk, yes. typically you've got efficient creatures, good removal, lots of sacking stuff, lots of treasures, lots of that kind of yep. business. Staying power in green and black, yeah. getting stuff from graveyards. Yep. Yep. Every single thing that I said makes Korval really good because you're going to draw cards and make a giant beater. Yep. So you play him over Shattering Shatter Brothers. Because yep. Shattering Brothers is the one I play, yep. and I play Korvald in that deck yep. for obvious reasons because they all kind of work together. Yep. Is he kind of the most accessible ground floor one? Because he's a lot more accessible than, say, a Windgrace. <laughs> I'm going to do this thing. I- I'm being facetious when I do this, though. Tell me. To answer the question of accessibility is tough and could probably be it's an entire arc yeah. of things <laughs> because accessibility can mean so many things. Shattergang Brothers, not $15. Yes. Corvald is. Shattergang Brothers recently reprinted. You can pick one up at any game store. Yeah, it's probably stopping a door from closing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so f- I think Corvald is the most powerful Jund commander because the Jund deck, you can just put him in and it's going to be good. It's going yes. to be better with Corvald as the commander because he lets you do more stuff just because you're already doing the thing that you're doing. And I think yeah. he's in the top 10 because he has a wide swath of buildability or power across a yeah. lot of different formats. You could play him CEDH or you could play him casual dragon, like Jund Dragon Tribal. Yeah, with Krithus steal all the dragons guy. Yeah. And, Pirate of Jund. And that is a good deck, and you don't even need another one on our list, the Ur-Dragon, and it's still good because most of the good dragons are in red and black. Yeah. Right? So you could do Dragon Tribal with him. You could do CEDH. You could do Sacrifice Tribal. <laughs> and you know where the next you level You could do gra- a Marin deck, and I want to play Lightning Bolt in my Marin deck, and you could <laughs> literally make your Marin deck maybe better. Ooh. Because you put Marin in the 99. You're playing Tutors in red and black and green. Yeah. And Marin's green, so all the green Tutors can get her. <laughs> and now you have this card draw engine that beats in your command zone. So, yeah, I think he's probably the best one because you just are you're doing all the stuff that he wants you to do and you're getting more benefit because you can play him. CCO Brando hot take. Huh? Jund is the most popular three-color combination because she's, he's the o- it's the only... Triome represented in the top 10. Oh, yeah? Everybody else has something else. This is just, it juns harder than other things. You know, I bet you There's that, no Esper thing up I in bet here. you that logic. Oh, Edgar. Edgar. Not vampires. Edgar is vampires, not Mardu. You're not just going to build a Mardu deck and oh, put Edgar on top of it. Oh, okay. Because you could build. Uh, uh, I uh, just want to okay. jund hard. I want to jund hard. I'll play Corval. Yes, yes. I think that's a thing. That that's a thing. logic probably isn't that far off of ah, there's, sound. There's, yes, I, I like that. Let's move on to number uh, eight. This one still surprises me. This Ryan's one surprises go- me too. Ryan's going to explain this one to all of us. Will Help the Rot Cleaver is a 3-3 zombie warrior for blue-black 2. Whenever another zombie you control eats shit, if it didn't have decayed, you get a 2-2 black zombie with decayed. Okay. At the beginning of your end step, you may sack a zombie if you do draw a card. Now, of all the zombie commanders you could possibly play, do you play this one because it says draw a card on it? You get That's to draw one of the reasons. You get to draw one card at the end of your turn for sacking one of your dudes. Is that why you play this? Let's let's look at um let's look at a, a checklist of or let's make a checklist of all the reasons that would make Will Help the most popular zombie commander. Okay. Okay. He says draw a card on it. Sure. He says draw a card when you sacrifice a zombie. Sure. Which which I think are two different things. Yes. He says sacrifice a zombie is one. He says draw a card. Yes. And those are both things. Yes. He gives you a zombie. 
which could have zombie implications. Right. Now, you get a zombie with decayed, and you have a zombie hit your battle or your graveyard. Right. You get something when that zombie hits your graveyard when you have like a vengeful dead or a blood artist or an aristocrat type effect. Right. And you get a zombie ETB, and you want that zombie to be in the graveyard anyways to mass reanimate or just regular reanimate and take advantage of the ETB with a gray merchant, for example. Okay. So that, that kind of all fits into three or four checkpoints. Yep. Also, he gives you access to blue. Sure. And blue is important because Innistrad 1.0 gave us a bunch of very, both good zombies and zombies that can combo. And lots of zombie stuff in blue. And Rooftop Storm. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, which allows you to combo for free with things like Gravecrawler, which would give you infinite 2-2 black zombies. Well, you can only do this once. Uh, well, just for him, I guess. Yeah, if you had a zombie sack, I guess. You yes, do. like yeah. if you have a sack outlet for your Gravecrawler and you can pay it for free, yeah. like Eviscerous Seer, scry your whole deck, yeah. or or make black mana, make infinite mana with, with altars like uh, Phyrexian and Ashnods. Yeah. This guy can combo and give you more sack fodder, so you go mana positive, so he can combo. That's another. Maybe that's checkpoint six. Sure. He's very attainable and came with a zombie tribal deck already. Maybe that's checkpoint seven. Ooh. I don't need to go out and find a Balthor, which isn't cheap anymore, which is my preferred zombie commander. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better than something like my other zombie commander, Lord of Tressorhorn. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives us access to blue. I think that's the biggest thing. Because there's a zombie, what, I can never remember her damn name, the Esper one. Yes, Verena, That's the Lich the Queen. Yes, yeah, she like, gives us access to white, so you can play the white zombies. There are some. Yeah, and there's, blue. There's several, yep. Yeah, so I mean... Yep. So why, that why, one says draw a card and scry on it. So let's say that he's here because he's a zombie yep. commander. Why is he here and not Galena? Verena. Verena. I would suggest that Verena might be a more powerful zombie commander. So why do we have this one? Is it because he's... Hmm. Is it because he's a... Come on, Brando. Think of the word precon. Is he because he's a precon guy? I, I really think that that could be one. Verena's, Verena's a precon too. Verena's a precon too. Yeah. What the hell? I think that this guy is a little bit more immediate zombie horde. In my mind, I don't need to draw cards to make a zombie horde. I just have to have my zombies die and then I get them back because I'm zombieing. And he gives you that zombie horde without really having to do anything. It seems like, again, it's not, this one's not spoon feeding, but this one feels like it's an easier build without having to think about what I need to put in to scry with, with Verena and zombies dying or whatever she does. Okay. I think this one just seems easier. Now, the other thing I think of is, and we mentioned them already, EDH Reccast, Joy Schultz, one of his main decks that he talks about all the time is Will Health. And I, I I would be remiss to think that content creators, especially ones at the elevation that EDH Reccast is on now, mm-hmm. I, I think that content creators do have a little bit of an influence of what is perceived to be good in Commander, and that could have something to do with it. So why the hell is Korvald on here and not the Shatter Gang Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> God damn oh, it. Oh, man. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. And I've just noticed another trend. We're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you groan so hard at the end of this whole okay. thing with it. Okay. Prosper Tomebound is our next one. It's a tif- Tiefling Warlock 1-4 for Rakdos and 2 with Death Touch. At the beginning of your end step, exile the top card of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play that card, and whenever you play a card from exile, create a treasure token. Whenever you play a card from exile, that, in- that includes lands, you get a treasure token. Right. So this is obviously Tiefling Warlock Tribal. Yeah. Death Touch Tribal. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Yep. yep. Treasure Death, Tribal. Death Touch and Treasures, super popular. Rakdos, the best treasure colors you're going to play. <laughs> Obviously why this is here. Well, treasure tribal is really a thing. Yeah. But and it's... playing stuff from exile, there's the, if we're going to label it, there's the spoon feed. That's yep. the chaos draw in red, right? That's what we yep. call it, yep. chaos draw. This is the chaos card, but also it gives you access to, and I think this is the cool part, yep. things you can't normally do, like benefit from casting stuff from exile, benefit from taking that risk. Yeah. Playing stuff for its madness cost, you're actually casting it from exile. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you cast from exile? Um, 
possibility storm cards. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. This lets you take the risk and be rewarded for it. Yeah. Which I think is very cool. Um, it lets you play treasures, which are very... And you get a treasure instead of a wolf. Hey, yeah. Um, With Faldorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And you get black instead of green, which... I think that at this point, that's probably an yeah. even, that's an pick, even pick, trade. Pick what you want to play, I guess. But maybe maybe tr- in a year from now, Faldorn will be up there. Yeah, treasure probably better than Wolf. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Faldorn won't be up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because treasure better than Wolf significantly. Yes. That's like a free mana. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I have a ton to say about this. The, I think that Prosper is actually the first one that we've come to that's like, yeah. It does the treasure yeah. thing. It gives you multiple colors with a myriad of strategies in those colors that you could spend on treasure, and it lets you draw cards. I guess that's the trend. There it is. Multiple colors gives you a benefit from casting cards and lets you draw cards. All four of the cards that we've talked about so far have said some version of draw a card on it. That's that's a good trend. Maybe that's the trend. We've talked about Edgar lots. We all know why he's here. I think it's all the old Buffy the Vampire Slayer boomers that just yes, love vampires. Definitely. And so Edgar Markov is here because vampire tribal's the shit and everybody likes it. Yeah, and everybody who simps over cosplay girls that dress up. Not that I'm throwing shade on them because I love them all, but... Yeah, not that I don't want to see people dressed up as vampires because it's fucking cool. Yeah, especially but, Kate Beckinsale from Underworld 1. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yes, yes. Um, does... Okay, let's, let's talk about the card draw thing real quick. Does... A 1-1 vampire, when you cast a vampire, Edgar's eminence ability is you get a vampire when you cast a vampire. We've ne- we haven't read does, Edgar at does all. Does that count yeah. as a card? No. I think it does. You think? Give, give it a read. Give it a read. Okay. Edgar Markov is a 4-4. Four, four. Does he have haste? No, he's a 4-4 four, four for Mardu and 3 with eminence. Whenever you play a vampire, you get a 1-1 one, one vampire. And whenever Edgar Markov attacks, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each vampire you control. I think... The one-one black vampire token. Or oh, his first strike in haste, also. Yeah, he does have haste. <laughs> yeah, he does have haste. I think that vampire token that you get counts as a card because the cards you're packing in this deck are one ones for one. I okay, sure, right? sure. Right? So in if you're going to play that exactly. card, if you're going to play that card, you have to count it as a card. So to get a, a second, a second copy of that card, you have to count that as a card too. Sure. And I think it counts even more as a card because Edgar has haste. Yeah. So that that one one when you cast Edgar is actually a two two. And Edgar slaps. Like, he slaps dinks. He stink faces. He, he slaps stomps lips. lips in dirt, yeah. He stomps lips into dirt. Yeah. Yes. I, I, it, it's I, not hard to see why he's here is the point we're trying to make. But a 1-1, one, one, Brando? Is a 1-1 one, one that good? No. What if I but, cast a vampire and then I sacrifice that 1-1? One, one? Does that does that play? Or do I just attack with Edgar? Well, like, are there, are there decks that sack Edgar? Or sack that vampire? Of course there are. But there are probably better ways of doing that to not than Edgar. To get tokens, you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, but you, you, you probably do better. He slaps. Yeah, Edgar's you, real good. You don't think that you're going to get beat up by an Edgar deck because they're all 1-1s, but you get beat up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of swings, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. Let's yeah. move. Okay, we're getting into top five. Okay, we're in the top. And, of course, the top five is something I think that everybody was waiting for us to mention, and we're going to – I don't even think we have to talk about him that much because it's – obvious why he's here. Yes. Kenrith the Returned King. He got all five colors. It's the top five, or the top five. It's the top good stuff five color commander. Yes. I complain about it every set. Oh, here's another fucking five color good stuff guy. The five color good stuff guy that doesn't punish you for having a five color casting cost. He costs white four. He's a human, which is relevant. And he got red Creatures gain trample and haste until end of turn. Very excellent ability. One of his best. Green one, put a plus one counter on target creature. White two, gain five life. Probably the weakest. Yeah. (laughs) Blue three, target player, there it is, draws a card. Probably the, maybe the most combo-y. Yeah. And black four, put a creature onto the battlefield from its owner's graveyard. Uh. Reanimate a guy for somebody. You could, I could reanimate Ryan's guy. Ryan could reanimate my guy. Uh, reanimate our own guys. Probably, I'm gonna reanimate your own guy. Reanimate my own guy. Reanimate the guy that gives me mana when he ETBs and immediately sacrifice him to reanimate him again. Infinite um, ETB or dies triggers. Unless you're playing against last week's deck and you wanna 
unearth that guy's collector oof to turn that deck off. Oh, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're playing against a control player and somebody has a Dosan, the falling leaf in their graveyard, you could unearth that so that people can't interact with you. That's pretty good. Yeah, there Trixie. Go. So the point is, Kenrith is real Trixie, and if you're going to play just a five-color good stuff deck, this is your boy. Five-color good stuff in casual tables. Kenrith also has CEDH builds. I don't know how val val valuable, viable, viable they are at this exact point in the history of CEDH, but I know because you have access to five and because he's got those abilities and he can give stuff haste that he can range from casual noble tribal sitting in a chair tribal there it is yeah. all the way to cedh and that's the reason he's got so many decks probably moving on to number four well hold on in my top five and five i suggested you play anything else instead yes <laughs> yes you play any other five color commander yep speaking of five color commanders yep let's talk about the ur dragon the yeah dragon avatar 10 10 for nine eminence ability your dragons cost one less Dragon spells could be an enchantment or something. With flying, whenever one or more dragons you control attack, draw that many cards. There it is. Yep. Then you may put a permanent card from your hand into play. Whenever your dragons you control attack, you draw that many cards. Ooh. Yep. And lots of things in this deck make dragon tokens. Yep. This guy slaps. I had this deck, and the, the top end of this deck is so high is like the most powerful creature deck that you can do in commander just looking at the over kind of overall card quality and power level on a dragon tribal deck that is all five colors yeah it's not very fast but you can go as high as can be with this one and it says draw a card on it yes now, and, and play things for free. It does everything that is the most powerful thing you can do it in Commander. Play thing for free after you draw a card. Yeah. Tribal, multiple colors. Um, I'm gonna say hits for ten is one of the reasons that people play it. Like yeah. when I, if if I was, I'm thinking back to little Ryan in grade six or seven, learning to play Magic again. It's like 1999 or whatever. If I see a 10-10, probably gonna want to play that card. Yeah probably going to want to play that card. Now, are grade 6s entering their decks into edhrec.com? Probably some of them are. Some of them probably are, yeah. Some of them are. Some of them are just really big tryhards. Are most of the people that are playing this deck wanting to play five color dragon tribal and that's why it's there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it could it you could get rid of that bottom text where you draw a card and play it for free and just have an eminence ability. It's still a good card. And it'd still probably be in the top 10 for Dragon Commanders. Yeah, which, and again, I'm going to say I'm surprised because there's the barrier to entry thing. This card is 85 bucks. That card is $85? It's $85 when you have a serviceable five-color Dragon Commander in Scion of the Ur Dragon. I mentioned that in the top five. Right? That like, card is $85. $85. There's a secret layer of that one, too. I wonder how much it is. I don't care. Is there a secret layer of it? Yep. It was one of like the first ever secret layers ever. I yep. think. Are you sure? No, yep. that, that was Scion of the Ur Dragon that came in that one. The one that came with the Sliver Legion? Maybe. Yeah, it was Scion of the Ur Dragon for sure. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't Kaleidoscope know. Killers, baby. But Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that one. You know what? I've played this deck and, and uh, as in I've played with this deck, I've piloted this deck. And I've played against it when he played it. I think that it's just freaking fun to yeah. play giant flying dragons that's how the format started it feels traditional classical it feels casual it feels timmy it feels like you're accomplishing something and and, and really like when you're a dragon i don't know if you ever thought about being a dragon before, all the time but when you're a dragon and you step down on somebody's neck they kind of just die. And you barely notice. I mean, you barely notice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's a great feeling to have in playing Magic with giant freaking dragons. Yeah, it's and a pretty epic deck to play. So it makes sense why it's here. Just the 85 bucks. Wow, man. Let's oh. go on to the next one. This is not 85. This is $9 Eureka the Tiger's Shadow Human Ninja. Need I say more there? The tribes. 1-3 for Black Blue 1 Commander Ninjutsu. Which, huh. Okay, so you go blue, black, return an unblocked attacking creature you control to your hand. That's the cost. Blue, black, return an attacker. Yep. Cost. 
put this card onto the battlefield from your hand or command zone tapped and attacking. Jeez. But wait, there's more! Of course there is. Whenever a ninja you control, which includes Yuriko, because she's a ninja, deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top card of your library, put that card into your hand. We're going to call that drawing a card. <laughs> Each opponent loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost. Now, if only there was a way in blue to shape, sculpt, tweak, rearrange, and or know what our top card is. What? No. Now, only if there was a way in black, Bullis' Citadel, to do same thing. Oh. What? And if only those kinds of cards, the scroll racks, the sensei's divining tops, the Bullis' Citadels, the brainstorms and ponders and preordains, if only there was a way to combo, in addition to playing ninja, tribal, and or extra turn spells that cost 8, 9, or 10. If only there was a way yeah, to put all of that in one deck. Wow, yeah, I don't... Man, I hope that nobody hears this and then they start printing those cards. That would be Eureka the Tiger's Shadow Dot deck. Yeah. And I think all of those things are great. I, for some time, had extra turn dot deck. I had one of those. Mm -hmm. It was great. Mm -hmm. I have a time warp in my... Um, Orvar the All Form deck, mm -hmm. which I accidentally discovered an infinite combo in one time with Time Warp. <laughs> oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, is I, I accidentally put it in the deck on the in the car on the way over. Yeah, I, I like extra turns because I like taking them, but I understand that there is some gravitas around them that people don't like. Yeah, Ninja Tribal, cool. Uh, Ninja Turtle Alters, cool. Waiting for that secret layer universes beyond. It'll, we'll we'll it'll, get it. Why don't does does do they own Nickelodeon yet? Uh, who owns Hasbro? Does Hasbro own Nickelodeon? Because they're kind of. Is it Nickelodeon? Or is it Mattel? Who is it? Nickelodeon owns the rights to the turtles. I'm not sure who they ship the the prices out to, but I don't think that them and Hasbro are like homies. So oh, we might have to wait a little while. Might have for, to wait till Hasbro buys them, and then we'll yeah, get it. yeah, off the back of Magic the Gathering money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> off the off the back of Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering money. There That's going to be the yeah. biggest set of all time. Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow is she there? Is she there? Postulating. Oh yeah, because Demir, but not Mill Dex, not Mill Demir, but just Demir are the most popular two-color combination? Maybe. Because, right? Like she doesn't EDH have a... Rec could tell us that. I'm theorizing oh, we're not, that... we're not going to look, though, because that's not who we are. I'm theorizing that something with green is the most popular two-color combination, and I want to say that it's Simic. I want to say yeah. Simic is probably the most popular two-color combination. Now, what's interesting is this is our second Demir commander on this top 10 list. The first being Wilhelt. One of them was zombies. And this, this one is ninjas. It's interesting that they're both tribal decks too. Yeah. Mostly, I see Eureka built as tribal decks. Ninja tribal because ninjas have ninjutsu. Yeah. And that's usually how I see Eureka. Even if it's like top deck matters, Eureka, uh, extra turns Eureka, it usually has some ninja -es aspect to it, right? Let me hit you with this also. Yeah. Ninjas are fucking cool. Yeah. That, yeah. There it is. Let me hit you with this, though. Oh, dude. How come we don't see um, uh, Yannette? Yannette, the, the odd spells matter, top of deck odd spell matters, Commander? Is it because ninjas? Because that one's three colors, this one's two? Because this one spoon feeds you ninjutsu top deck matters more? Maybe lots All of three. Maybe lots of ninjas have even converted mana costs. Hey, I never actually thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna say two that. and four. I bet you. I bet you they do. No, we're into the top two. We've already talked about lot both of them actually at length on the show. But here's something that I noticed just now. Moving to Lathro, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Give her a read. We've talked about eight cards so far. Yeah. Eight of them, and they've all had something in common. And we're gonna break the trend right now when we hit the top two. We're gonna buck. We're gonna buck the system right now. Lathro and Blade Brando of the Elves. Bucks. 2-4 Elf Noble for green, black, 2 with Menace. Whenever it does combat damage, you create that many green elves. 
Tap 10 untapped elves. Each opponent loses 10 life. You gain 10 life. Ryan, without thinking too hard about it, what is missing from that card that has been on every other card we've talked about? It doesn't draw a card. Does not draw a card. I will ask you, though, like I did with Edgar, does that 1-1 one, one count as a card? When I'm playing other 1-1 one, one for 1s like Edgar was playing, I'm playing Findorn Elf, Lanor Elf, I'm playing other 1-1s one, that aren't going to attack Lathra's going to attack early game. She's got Menace. I'm going to power out on turn two or three. Lathra is going to give me other 1-1 one, one elf warriors, and that matters. And they're going to be 2-2s two because, because you're probably playing elf lords. Because what am I doing? Yeah. Why do those 1-1s one, matter? Because just like Edgar, I'm going to steamroll you with 1-1s, one, but this gives me a higher top end than Edgar, probably faster than Edgar. Yeah. Because Lathro costs four, and green makes more mana, thereby casting Crater Hoof Behemoth earlier. Yeah. That's and why Lathro's the most powerful, because she does say draw a card. The card that you draw just happens to be one ones. Happens to be those three elves that you put into play for free. <laughs> yes, and three one ones is certainly worth a card. I'm just assuming that there's a lord in play. It's, it's two all the time, but it's three most of the time. <laughs> sure. Let's move on to number one. Let's move on. Ha, have have we said enough? Like I've played Lathril, I've played Hogak in a Lathril deck where <laughs> Lathril was in the ninety nine. Then I was like, well, let's just see if this is better, and it freaking was. Yeah, <laughs> right. She does the um, she does the Bolus's Citadel thing where she does ten I by tapping permanence. I think that she elfs harder than any other elf. Oh yeah, she elfs the hardest. I think and gives you access to black, like yeah. we said earlier in the show. Yeah. And that's why she's number one? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, there's other, there's better elf commanders, but since you have access to black, you just find them. She gives and you, you have more a, elves. And you have access to green, so you can just find them. Find them. And right? she, yeah. Just get them and get them back, because you're playing black. Like, she's the... It, are <laughs> elves the most popular command uh, tribe? Tribe? Are they? Well, I guess you'd have to look at how many, how many elf tribal decks... How many different commanders lead elf tribal decks versus other popular tribes like zombies? Like if there's two elf tribal decks and there's 10 different zombie tribal decks, mm. though that's not exactly airtight because those two elf tribal decks, you could have 20,000 decks there mm. versus the 10 zombie decks, 10 different commanders that lead zombie decks with 100 decks each. Yeah. You still got more elf decks. So like... EDH rec could tell us all that. But, but we're not going to look. But we aren't them. So nope. um, I would say yes. <laughs> yes. So let's move on to another tribal deck and one that specifically does not say draw a card on it. This does not say draw a card. It, it doesn't even have a an, al, an, an, an algorithm? Uh, an, analogy, an analog. An analog to draw a card on it. It's a Traxa Preator's Voice, an Angel Horror 4-4 four, four for white, blue, black, green... Flying Vigilance, Death Touch, Lifelink, at the end of turn, proliferate. I will tell you how you can approximate a draw card on a Traxa. Peep this. Okay. You're going to play a Traxa in decks that care about counters. Right. Whether they're loyalty counters, which is probably the most popular way to play. That's what, we're going we're gonna to spoil it. That's why Atraxa is here. Because Planeswalkers? Because Planeswalkers are very popular. Super Friends builds are very popular. Yes. And by and large and far and away, Atraxa is the best Super Friends commander. Even though she doesn't include red. Yeah, well... Because I'm, you've got blue and black and green, and those are the colors that care or, or that have, are the best. <laughs> well, they have, the, they have the best Planeswalkers, too. Like, you think of... Because those colors are the best. What's an unreal red Planeswalker that... Like, what... Oh, Duretti players are losing their fucking minds. Well, hey? yeah, but the, yeah, but you have Duretti. Duretti is better than Atraxa, I think. Atraxa would beg to differ because she could play like <laughs> I don't know Liliana the Veil, Jace the Mind Sculptor. I don't know. <laughs> um, we all in concert. Yes. I don't know. I would say that like the OG Nicol Bolas Planeswalker is pretty powerful. Yeah, but. I don't know. I'd probably put Jace the Mind Sculptor in a deck before I put OG Nick OG Bolas. Nick Bolas because I can A, cast Jace the Mind Sculptor and B, activate three of his abilities. Yeah, before Nick Bolas is being played. Yes, exactly. And Atraxa gives me that in 
spades plus three other colors. Now, how I would approximate a a card draw. Okay. In a couple ways. Okay. If we're not playing Planeswalkers, we'll talk about that in a minute. If we're not playing Planeswalker Atraxa, we're probably playing plus one, plus one Atraxa. And probably there's cards in our deck that add plus one counters to things. And that's all they do. Maybe. If we can proliferate those plus one counters across all of our things, probably that's worth a card. Too big a stretch. Too big a stretch. Okay, let's go back to Planeswalkers then. How many times do I have to activate the average loyalty ability for it to be worth a card in air quotes? Twice? Two? 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 I know that it depends on the loyalty ability. Like Jace the Mind Sculptor, again, perfect example, Brainstorm for zero. Yeah. Worth a card immediately. Because like, it is a card. Because it is a fucking card. Right? And you still got a Jace. It's two cards. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, if I can plus one my Jace... And he's worth a card and or life, which is sometimes worth a card because mm -hmm. people attack him. So it's worth a real card and a virtual card. And I've plus one him through Atraxa's proliferate. And I've drawn a card. <laughs> if I'm playing something like Jace. Let's use not Jace that okay, says draw if, three cards if, on if, it. If I'm not using Jace, take away the brainstorm ability. I've plus one it through Atraxa's mm -hmm. um, proliferate ability, which maybe is worth half a card. So I'd have to do it twice. I've gained virtual life if they've attacked them, and the Planeswalker is still worth a card, the other half of that card, because I can still activate its loyalty ability, right? So I can proliferate for a 0.5 card, I can activate it a loyalty ability for 0.5 card, and I can gain life because it's a blocker, which is, which is worth a card. Which is nothing. Well, it might be. It's nothing. I think it's worth a card. Life is shit. Life is shit until you don't have any. Yeah. And you could play a Planeswalker when you're at two life and not die. Because well, if I can <laughs> activate that Planeswalker and win, they have to attack it. Well, right? well, I mean, maybe being at two life is a bad example. Well, because if I can hit the Planeswalker for two, I can hit you for two. Also, also true. And but then you have dead. to remember in Atraxa decks. You're never I'm, at two because she has lifelink. A, she has lifelink. B, there's never just one Planeswalker <laughs> in the Atraxa deck. There's 15 of them. So you're not going to attack me. You're going to attack the Planeswalkers because if you don't, all of a sudden I have 10 of them and I'm drawing cards mm. off of them. How long Either, are the, how either long? by drawing cards because of their loyalty ability or drawing virtual cards through their loyalty abilities. That's some magic shit right there. That is some shit. Fuck Atraxa's good. <laughs> yeah, she's what else can she do besides infect... Plus one, plus one counter, and Planeswalker decks. The answer is everything. And yes. if you go back through the CCO catalog of episodes, you will see all sorts of different Atraxa builds yep. that we have built. Stax Traxa. Sag Traxa. Uh, Sag Traxa, yeah. Um, when we did Atraxa Bowl, we had eight, eight, ten, or, ten eight different. or ten different creators, all of whom had different Atraxa builds, none of which were in fact. One of which friends. was in fact because one guy didn't know the rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but just demonstrates that like uh we, we had nine did, different decks with the same commander yeah that yeah yeah we did we did alternate win con atraxa where where it wasn't infect as an alternate win con it was we ended up winning by biovisionary yeah but um what did we have that we proliferated to win oh man what what kind of stuff can you proliferate to win Get counters. Uh, Helix Pinnacle. Helix that's a, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Anything that used hundred turn on. Helix Pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah, we are getting there, baby. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Atraxa can do everything, and it's not like she can do everything like last week's uh, Tarzan of the Infinite. Yeah. Mono mono combo mono black deck. Mono infinite combo infinite guy. Yeah. Th this is four different colors. And you can play all the best cards from those colors, which include such hits like any sweeper you could dream of, yes. any card draw you could dream of, any reanimation you could dream of, any tutor you can dream of, and any protection that you can dream of. Yes. She's basically five <laughs> colors. <laughs> She's basically five colors. Because Red's like, fuck, I got gamble, guys. And they're like, get your gamble. You gamble my, gamble my ass on gamble your balls. My ass. Get out of here. God gamble God. my gamble onto your chin. And I'm the one that plays red, and even I can appreciate it. But you also play Atraxa yeah. and can speak from experience. Yes. And you play Stax Traxa where you're proliferating soot counters and <laughs> tangle wire fading counters and probably some loyalty counters. Magistrate scepter counters. Dovin Bon. I have an 
Wait, what is it? Yeah, he makes a winter orb, but just for you guys and not me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's so, brutal. So you're saying that not only does she have a range in power level, she has a range in stratagem, mm-hmm. unlike Lathril, which has not really range in stratagem, yes. only power level. Atraxa is the, I think that she is the most do everything commander that there is. Yeah, I, I think I, we're not be. being revolutionary either. Like every every long time magic that. player is going to know this. This is us unpacking our thoughts long form as opposed to the CCO's top five in five yeah. from last week or whatever. But if you're new, if you're new to the nation and want to know how we think, or if you're new to magic in general, maybe this gave you some insight as to why these commanders are good. And here's here's what I want to hit them with. This is my final thought okay. before I let you take oh, over. I'm the final thought. It's so hard. My final thought is. We do shows like this talking about the most popular thing, which is contrary to what CCO was built on. Yeah. Doing weird shit with nobody commanders for, from no hometown. Yes. Right? <laughs> nobody from nowhere. And we're doing this to exemplify the thing that most people do. And if you do this, what we're talking about, I'm pointing at the screen. If you do the things that we've talked about this episode, y- you might not be doing the most creative thing, even if you think that you're being creative. And that's not anybody's fault, especially if you're new. And there's nothing wrong with doing it. If you want to play Corvald or Wilhelt or Prosper or whomever, do it. do it. But you might not be, be being as creative as you think. And we would encourage you to look into the bottom 10. Maybe that's the next episode. The bottom 10 commanders no, and how would we build them? Why do they have no lists? How do we make them better? We already did that. Well, we, <laughs> we did. We did it a few years ago, but I can guarantee all of it's changed. Yeah, they have changed by right? now. Right? Yeah. So be creative. Don't just go to the most popular thing and see what's powerful and what everybody's doing. Make your own path. Hey, fuck. There's the CCO life lesson of the day. Brando, final thought of the fuck. day. Or let me just, I'm going to piggyback, little, little thing. Touch tip on me. Build one of these, and maybe you will have done something different without even knowing it. Hey. You could be the one to revolutionize Lathril. Who knows? And, you know. I like that. Take a big swing. Check be, this out. I be found a big swing and dink. Another thing, another overarching thing of all these cards. Eight of the top ten pre-con commanders. Ooh, there's, a, there's the Ouch. hit. There's Ouch. the hit. Which one ain't? Uh, Kenrith Returned King was not a precon, and Omnath Locus of Creation. Yep, there you pre-con. go. So there you have that. You can do with that what you will. I'm not going to say that Watsi is purposefully printing commanders that are super strong that everybody likes, but they are, and they're doing a good job of it. Obviously, because yeah. they're building pink things that people want to build. Yeah, and look at uh, look at number twelve, also a precon commander. Yeah. Number. Oh, after 12. Yeah, after, after 12, no, it looks, after looks 12, okay. Yeah, after 12, we get regular until we hit oh, Marin. Oh, until we hit Marin, yeah. But even then, awesome. The point is, build what you want to build. These top ones are there for a reason, and if you want to build something that's strong and good but still has your own flavor, pick one of these because they're fucking good, obviously. Yeah. And lots you, of other you people You can build them wrong it. and still be good. Hell yeah, <laughs> and that's... Which means they're right because there is no wrong way to build double CCO life lesson. And we're going to be back tomorrow to give more of those on another special bonus edition of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs.